0: Women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. here we are again at Friday. Friday, others the gift, the gift of Shabbos looms. The structure that gives us the week becomes different from Wednesday reading really, right earlier. We find something special. We say this will be for you. this garment, this tablecloth, this food. This recipe, ah, this will be for Shabbos. And all week long, we look forward to Shabbos. But in addition to that, there's also the guidance of the parsha of the week, the Torah teaching of the week. This week, let's ask ourselves: What is it that we want to give to our children? Is it that we want to impart to our biological children, to those whom we might call our spiritual children? In today's times, very often you hear parents saying, I want to give the best to my kids. They deserve the best, the latest. I want them to fit in. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to have a great future. I want them to be happy. And of course, parents love their children. And the question is, how? How in the world can you really give them the best? Or how in the world can you really guarantee, as it were, or hope to do all that you can to see that they have a happy future? We have a partial this week. And we are introduced to Avraham Avinu, Sarah Imenu, the first of our fathers, the first of our mothers, parents, people who to this day represent what a father and a mother should represent. Parents pass things on by example and in DNA in upbringing, in molding children, in giving them an environment of security in which to grow up. Abraham and Sarah continue to be called our parents. They continue to be not only an example and a guide, but a source of love. They have never stopped praying for us. They've never stopped being proud of us. Avraham and Sarah were the first. And he had a dream. And he swam upstream. Excuse the rhyming. Avraham stood up against the whole world for what he believed in. And he did this for many years in the most pagan of societies, Until eventually at the age of 75, God calls to Abraham and he tells him about the next thing ahead. And he said, Lech Lecha, go. But the interesting usage of the word Lech Go Lecha to you. And our sages say, go for your benefit. Lech Lecha, you may be going on my mission, but it will benefit you. Or lech lecha, go to yourself, go to your true self, your innermost self. If you go, you will get in touch with who you really are. And what did Abraham do when he went to the land of Canaan? He called there in the name of God, wherever he went, he spread the message of monotheism. And that was called go to yourself. This giving out, this teaching, this letting other people get in touch with the fact that they are a child of God gives us a sense of incredible, incredible accomplishment that we're in this world for a purpose. <clears throat> Go to your deepest self. Go to your essence. Become a totally united person that what you do, what you say, what you think is all in a beautiful synthesis. It's your personal purpose toward a collective purpose, toward this giant universal purpose. And we are all children of Abraham and Sarah. They are our parents and they set the example. And it's incredible, this is the week that we not only read about them, but we get connected with them in a very deep way. So I want to share with you a story that happened, Um, it must have been about a 130 years ago. And the story happened with the previous Rebbe. When he was about 10 years old, he walked into his father's study. His father was the fifth Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rabbi Sholom Dov Bear. And it was Shabbos morning of this parsha, Lech Lecha. And he found his father in tremendously high spirits, but visibly very emotional, Tears were pouring down his holy cheeks as he reviewed the weekly Torah portion. Can you imagine? And he writes afterwards that he didn't dare ask his father for an explanation. But later on, his father explained. And what did the father tell the child? He said to him, the al Rebbe, the first Rebbe teaches that we must live with the times. And the Alter Rebbe explained, it means we must live with the Torah portion of the week. And then he said, the week of Lech Lecha is a truly joyous one. Because for the whole week, we live with our father Avraham, the first person to sacrifice himself, to have masiris Nefesh self-sacrifice for God. The tears you saw were tears of joy. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. This is High FM. And we have the privilege here to tell you about Dischem Linkfield. Because they've opened, and we keep saying this week after week, by now you must know that they have this beautiful new store in Linksfield. It's in the neighborhood complex in Linksfield, corner 7 and Club Streets. It's a full-line disk That means that in addition to all your medical needs and supplements and your health foods and your hygiene products, Dyschem Linksfield also has a wellness clinic and a well-baby clinic. And there's ample free parking. And remember, Dischem also does free delivery. And that's Dyschem Linksfield, pharmacists who care. And this is kai fm the station that cares. And we're talking about the Parsha where there's so much care and so much love. And we were reading how the fifth Rebbe became emotional as he was reading the Parsha. What touched him so deeply? What touches us deeply? What are we passionate about? What makes us cry? What touches us to the point where we're really, really moved? Is it a great book? Is it a movie? What is it? What kind of thing really brings out our inner connection, touches us beneath the surface? You know, if we look at what are the things that we're busy talking about all the time, about what do our children see? The previous Reb at the age of ten saw his father crying with joy about the Torah portion, connecting with Avraham Avinu, our patriarch Avraham, with joy seeing how this man at the age of 75 packed up, listened to the word of God, and preached monotheism with love wherever he went, to absolute pagans, people who worshipped stone, wood, the dust on their feet or at their feet, people who had gone so far away from understanding Hashem Echad, everything comes from God, everything is God. And how did he reach out to them? How did he touch them? Yes, by speaking to them, but by nurturing them, by bringing them into his tent, by feeding them, by talking to them, by nurturing their body, and then from there to nurture their spirit, to open their minds through love. Abraham epitomized love, not just Drawing a heart, I love you. Sending a kiss, I love you. But action, chesed, real kindness. A kindness and a purpose that was driven with absolute understanding that people are not just a body to be nurtured. Not just a heart to be soothed or flattered or complimented. Or admired, not just a mind to be stimulated, but above all, an ashama. Before there's a heart, before there's a mind, before there's a body, there's an ashama. And afterwards, the ashama, it's eternal. It is the essence. But in order to reach through the layers, he worked from the outside in, feeding them, that people understand the good taste of food, sheltering them, giving them shelter from the hot sun, giving them to drink when they were thirsty. And once we show kindness from the outside, what people do understand, Abraham was able to reach deep into the inside. And he did so with love, with passion, with dedication, with commitment. So the previous Rebbe tells how I saw my father crying. And you know what he was crying about? He was crying with joy that we are privileged to be the children of this great father. Look what he did. Look what we need to do. And we need to ask ourselves... What do our children see? Yes, we want the best for them. We want a great future. We want a great present. What is it that they see we are passionate about? Whether to tears or just by putting all our energy into it. What do we get immersed in? When do they see us passionate? Is it maybe when we're planning an event? Well, Last year when we were planning a bar mitzvah or a wedding, (coughs) what did they see? The obsession with the external, beautiful clothing, beautiful food and flowers, the best band, the best decor, the best gifts, beautiful home, external, external, external. What do they see us get excited about? Passionate about politics, economics, corona? Where do they see our conversation constantly being centered around? How my child's principal treats him. What an idiot this one is, that one is. What is the bulk of the way we spend our time being passionate? Where do we... How do our children see us? What are we excited about? Well, can you imagine if they would see us being passionate about the Torah portion? Even emotional about something in the Torah. What if they'd see the story of Abraham moving us to tears? Can you imagine? The connection that would give them to something eternal to be explored from the inside. Something that strikes a chord in their soul because their soul is linked to the soul of Avraham. They are B'nai Avraham Yitzchak v'Yaakov. Whose children are these? They're God's children. And they are the descendants of the kings Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the queens, Sarah, Rifka, Rahul, Leah. They have a heritage. These days, people are tracing their genealogy. Some people are getting into the 17th century or the 18th century. But we, even if we can't trace it back, step by step by step, we all stood at Sinai. And before that, Our ancestors were in Egypt and before that we come from that family and we're also going somewhere. But we need our children to know that and to become obsessed as it were, passionate, emotional, real, alive about important things. But like any obsession, it won't happen overnight. We need small but ongoing immersions into meaningful things that ultimately is going to make a difference. Small but constant. Let's think about it. Let's redirect ourselves, our actions, our thoughts, our speech to really live with the times. The Torah times. And no doubt our children will be passionate about those things as well. And Torah means guide. It's talking to us. It wants so much to unite with us, to inspire us, to empower us, and give us highest, give us life, energy, and excitement if we really want to do this for our children, we have to realize that it starts with us. And that's why God made us the parent or the potential spiritual parent. Abraham and Sarah had no children for most of their married life. Abraham and Sarah were married, Sarah was 14 years old and only 90 by the time she had the child. 75 years of childlessness. Aram and Sarah, however, created many other children. These were the souls that they made as they traveled along drawing people near through physically nurturing them with food and kind words and shelter And ultimately arousing their soul to be connected to their father in heaven. (coughs) And God loved Abraham. And we know that Abraham endured or passed ten tests. No less than ten times did God test him. Nevertheless, we will find in the Parsha next week that God says, I love him. Not because of those tests, but I loved him because he has passed this message on. I love him because he has instructed his children and his household after him to keep the way of Hashem. Now let's think about it. God created the world. God creates us. He knows us inside out. He created our strengths and our weaknesses. He creates our path in life. He knows the wherewithal he's given us in order to be able to deal with all of that. He's given us our DNA. He's given us abilities. And he walks with us constantly, never alone. As he sends us to a particular place. Because God says to each one of us. Lech Since he said it to Abraham. Each one of us is being directed to the place where things are waiting for us to elevate. To bring close to Hashem. That's the purpose of the journey. And Abraham is an Av. A father. And the greatest gift that a father and a mother can give their child, biological or spiritual, is to introduce them to the real father, who is the king of kings, the holy one, blessed be he. We want to give our child the best. And we do. If we want to share with others the best, and we do, we have to, impress upon them that they are never alone and they have a mission in this world and their mission is so important. They are a child to their father in heaven and that should fill them with incredible simcha joy. Empower them and give them this incredible connection to God and their source. And when we connect our children, to God himself, how does he respond? Well, he responds when we connect our child to through showing the child the love of Hashem, the goodness of Hashem, the presence of Hashem. In other words, when we truly love our children, when we really show them love, by teaching them, by showing them, by example, by our passion, what is really important in life, and we connect them to our Father and their Father in Heaven, how does he respond? It's called Mida Kaneged Mida, measure for measure. He shows love to us. So what are your aspirations for your children? Is it a great career? Is that they be secure and have a lot of wealth, status, honor? Yes, we want them to be happy. But that is no mean feat. Nobody can directly make someone else happy. But happiness comes when you feel whole. There's a synthesis within. It's not my mind is going here and my legs are taking me there. My heart is here, but my hands have to do that. We are able to redirect ourselves to become whole people. Everything in our lives is united. No doubts. No dichotomy. There's a unity within. There's a purpose. Our mind, our body, our heart, our neshama, is in sync. And Abraham was a true father. Why? Well, first of all, as the parsha begins, he's the example of total devotion to Hashem. He's called, as the other patriarchs are, the Ragley HaMerkava. He was a chariot to godliness. A chariot is big, beautiful, but it doesn't have a will of its own. It goes where the rider, where the horse directs it to go. But it brings a massive amount of things to that place. And being a chariot, it doesn't mean that he didn't have wisdom. It doesn't mean he didn't have beauty, royalty, dignity, all the things we admire. He understood that if Hashem made me, and he's my Av, he's my father. And if he designed me, he knows me intimately. He's always known me. He loves me. He wants like a father for me to thrive and be happy. I'm his child. I'm a part of him. He understands me. Abraham firmly believed all of that. And Abraham lived it and he said, I love Hashem. I want my children to love him. I will be the example to teach my children how to feel that love and to have a good life. It's not like do as I say, it's do as I do. And what did he do? He gave. He gave, his home was a center of giving and warmth. He and Sarah were an example that attracted thousands and thousands of biological children, as it were. And it's for the child to say, I want to be like my father. I want to be passionate. I want to be alive. We have to ask ourselves, where is our passion? What makes us cry? What are our children looking at? What are our obsessions? And how can we redirect that our children see us become obsessed, moved, emotional about the portion of the week, about knowing where we come from? We cannot hope to do it all ourselves. Hashem wants his world to thrive. As he said to Adam two weeks ago, Be fruitful and multiply. Children, fill the world. Generations. Live in the world, but don't let the world rule you. Master the world, master life. Yes, a completely physical existence. It's not like we don't know about politics. Medicine. We hear. We're in touch. We know, but we choose. A physical existence, but understanding the deeper spiritual source, meaning, implication, intention. That devotion to God. It's transmitted. We're not talking about an angry example, a forcing example. We're talking about Lech Lecha. My child, I want you to be complete. I want you to go and grow. And Lech Lecha adds up to the number 100. The number 100 is considered a complete number. Why? Because everything in this world is the number 10. God created the world by ten utterances, ten sayings. He gave us the ten commandments or the aseret hadibrot. Each one of us has ten attributes, three intellectual, seven emotional through which we function. It's a really wonderful thing when all ten nurture one another and become integrated not that the rational or the intellectual stands on its own and doesn't cross over into the kindness or the discipline, the compassion or the fortitude it's everything together being a balanced person Lech lecha. go to the number a 100 that's how you'll become whole, by going you'll grow you'll go not according to what feels comfortable. You won't look ahead and say, yeah, but if I go, what's going to happen too? We don't have children yet. Traveling around, you think we're going to have children. It's going to upset everything. What about money? What about a future? What about a bank account? What about a pension? Avram said nothing of that. He knew that when we make our will, Hashem's will, God is going to do what we want. In the deepest sense, He's going to make our His will like our will. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. And here we are on this Arab Shabbos of a Freil This week we have lived every single day. With the story of Abraham and Sarah, our story, our family, every day seeing Abraham's incredible, incredible connection to purpose by listening carefully to what Hashem tells him. And we need to know that when it comes to being a parent, Abraham's example, he is the parent par excellence. He was the first. He was the one who blazed a trail. He and Sarah's example teach us until this very day. We too, Lech Lecha, must go out and find the people outside of our comfort zone who need us to help them connect back to their father. Our mission in this world is not about us. It's about the other. It's about the generations. It's about Hashem. That's why he's gifted us with life, with health, with sustenance, with nafas, with abilities. Let's use all of those blessings. If we can teach, we must teach. And we can all teach. We often repeat how the Rebbe asked someone to be a teacher and he said, Rebbe, I don't know very much. How can I be a teacher? And the Rebbe asked him, do you know the letter Aleph? And I said, yeah, Aleph, the basic, I know. So the Rebbe said to him, go and teach Aleph. In other words, while you're learning the base, the bit, and you're deepening your own education, Somebody else doesn't even know Aleph. And what can Aleph be? Let's say that Aleph is the beginning of the journey to Alufoshe L'olam, to the master of the entire universe. The ruler, the boss, the creator. Imagine you're so lost. You don't even know how to begin to find your way back. And someone says to you, come. It's in this direction. And you begin the journey. How grateful are we to that person? We were lost. We were confused. We were in doubt. We were frightened. And somebody said, it's in that direction. And saying to someone it's in that direction means do a mitzvah. Connect yourself, connect your child, connect your spiritual child with his essence through a mitzvah. Because mitzvah is from the word connection. And as soon as we've done one mitzvah, we begin to nurture the soul, to wake it up, to sensitize it. And great joy follows. I'm going to share two stories. Let's share a story. First of all, when we spoke about celebrations, and we spoke about where our passion is, and we spoke about bar mitzvahs, and uh, we could say a molok yorin when we used to plan a simcha. We did it like this and like that. Color scheme, flowers, Decor, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and today maybe it's on Zoom. But there's an incredible story that is told about a woman and her children who came to a yichidah, a private audience with the Rebbe, and they were dressed up. They were wearing yontifdikah clothing, shabbos clothing, um, festive garments. And the woman felt a bit awkward. She felt a bit overdressed. And she excused their fancy clothes. And she said to the Rebbe, but we've just come from the bar mitzvah of a relative. And the Rebbe asked, how did the bar mitzvah boy prepare for his auspicious day? The first thing you see is, don't worry about that. Let's talk about important things. The Rebbe wanted to know, how did the bar mitzvah boy prepare for his wonderful day? Oh, she replied. After months of practice, he did a great job. He read the entire Torah portion for family and friends. And the Rebbe complimented the boy's hard work. But when he finished, he said the following. The amount of time and effort some young boys spend preparing for a one-time ceremony could be better devoted to studying the meaning of becoming a responsible Jewish adult. We have to think about that. Our children are, in a sense, well, they're miniature but whole people. And they have a future. And the Bar Mitzvah is a stepping stone. It's a highlight. It's an auspicious time. And it's a time which is connected to efforts and festivity. It's a goal. And the Rebbe says, all that time, preparing for a one-time ceremony, rather it would be better spent studying what does it mean to become a responsible Jewish adult. In other words, does the bar mitzvah last a day or does it last a lifetime? And that's the atmosphere in the home that we have to speak about. Every day should be looked at as a golden opportunity to imbue our children with passion about the things that are really meaningful, deep, lasting. And when they see us move in that direction, direct our lives in that direction, celebrate their meaningful times, guiding them in that direction, then whatever we do lasts a lifetime. It becomes very important to think about. The previous Rebbe could remember for the rest of his life how his father cried, with joy, when he read the Parsha. And we need to ask ourselves, how do we give our children that sort of passion? We need to examine, what are we passionate about? What do we deem important? What do we deem worthwhile to spend our time on? And with that in mind, here's the other story. And we've told it before. But let's tell the story (coughs) how in 1941, the previous Rebbe, the Sixth Rebbe, the Rebbe who was a 10-year-old child when he saw his father move to tears over the Parsha, he was in America, and he organized, he instituted a program that gave Jewish children from New York City who were in public schools, in government schools, Mm. an hour of weekly Jewish study. Mm. That every Wednesday, the children had permission to leave school an hour early, and young men and women would go, and they would take these children to a nearby shul or Jewish center, and spend a little time teaching them. But you can imagine... You line them up, they all come out, you walk to that place, they're excited, they're a bit rowdy because it's after school, and they sit down, maybe, and you have to get their attention. And maybe you're going to have them for 40 minutes, because then you have to take them back. What are you going to do in those 40 minutes? So there was a program, and I was privileged to take part in it. Um, they would make a bracha, we'd bring them something to eat and drink, and then we had a little program where we taught them the blessings over food and taught them some prayers like the Shema, and told them some of Jewish history like about Avraham Avinu, Abraham our patriarch and we taught them about a particular mitzvah each week, in fact the program the initial program is actually in in two volumes called Shalom sheray rei b'imud hadas. These are lessons in teaching religion. So the story goes that a young fellow signed up. And what it would entail is that these volunteers... Had to stop their learning, their studies for several hours, and travel wherever you were assigned in the New York City public system, public school system, and line the kids up and bring them to the local school, teach them, and then bring them back before school ended to line them up again so they could go home. So the story goes about one studious young man, and he writes to the rabbit and he's asking to be excused from participating in the program because he felt it was a waste of his time. Hmm. First, he wrote, he didn't think he actually achieved much. Every week, he said he did say the prayers with the children, but he didn't believe that these prayers had any lasting effect. Secondly, he said it took him three or four hours took him away from his Torah studies to travel to the school that had been assigned to him. And as I described, pick up the children, teach them, bring them back, and then come all the way back to the yeshiva. And he felt, he wrote to the Rebbe, that his time would be better spent proceeding in his own studies, furthering his own Torah learning. Well, the answer from the Rebbe was totally unexpected and we need to take it to heart as well. The Rebbe's answer was, I want you to know that on Wednesday afternoon, all of the souls in Gan Eden, all of the Nishomas that are in the Garden of Eden in that sublime place, including Moshe Rabbeinu himself, including Moses, our teacher, envy you for the unique opportunity you have to say Shema Yisrael and to recite a blessing with a Jewish child. Let's think about that. Let's think about that as parents. Let's think about that, that children may not be children chronologically. We can be old and still be a child, all the souls in Gan Eden envy you for the opportunity that you have to say the Shema and a blessing with a Jewish child. And then he went on to say their souls no longer have the opportunity to interact with Jewish children and bring them closer to their father in heaven. Closer to their father in heaven. And then he said to him, do you know what they would give for the privilege that you have? Let's think about that in terms of our own children, the children we teach, the children we have in our home, and the children of any age who are waiting for us to teach them. Step one, Aleph. And to remember what it says in the Talmud, that one who teaches a child is considered As if he gave birth to him. We are the children of our father Abraham. We are the children of our mother Sarah. Their legacy, their heritage, not only is it in our DNA, not only does their passion also flow in our veins, but they envy us because our time is right now. May we be blessed to seize every opportunity to bring true naches to our Father in heaven. Good Shabbos.